as you know, in the Bedouin community, there are no emergency response centers that can provide the uh, assistance during uh, crisis. And this time you brought uh, emergency bomb shelters or temporary bomb shelters, right? Yes. Uh, see, uh, the Bedouin community is actually combined of, um, I would say, two different uh, uh, ways of living. The, the one is the what we call the recognized towns. Mm-hmm. Uh, or city and towns like Rahat and Tel Sheva and all the others, right. which are recognized by the government and they are eligible for services provided by um, local municipalities through budgets from the state and other other resources. And there are the unrecognized towns, uh, which is which are villages that the state of Israel is not recognizing as official uh, villages. There are about 100,000 people living in these towns. Uh, I think the number is 24. Or 25 unrecognized towns mm-hmm. and in these towns there are no services that you and i know exist in in in, in regular towns like you know paved roads electricity running water uh, and other services uh and that's also also including shelters so uh and, and during this you know the, at the beginning of this war the first family that was hit by a missile by a rocket mm-hmm. And uh, the family members were killed was the Bedouin family. Uh, is, uh, is Hamas targeting the Bedouin community? Yeah. I know that uh, they've been sirens in that area, but are they targeting the Bedouin communities? Well, yeah, yeah. Um, we are, um, you know, suffering the rockets uh, as any other, uh, you know, families or, or li- people living in the Negev. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and, and in the planned towns, they hear the sirens. They hear they 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 um, in some cases they have shelters, but in the unrecognized areas they don't hear the sirens because they are considered to be open spaces. And when they actually know that rockets are coming, they have nowhere to go because the most of the the the, the houses there are temporary, either huts or or mm-hmm. tents or uh, temporary buildings, and they don't have a place to to hide or or to to shelter themselves from the rockets. And therefore, we decided together with other organizations that the, our aim is to start focusing on providing shelters, mobile shelters. Um, and we are not the only organization to do that. Um, and I think even the home front, for instance, following this attempt, they decided to place um, uh, temporary shelters nearby the regional clinics, for instance, in these towns. Oh, okay, that's interesting. Because, yeah, the, the, the clinics were closed in the first few days of the war because there are no shelters nearby. And so the home front decided based on that and, and, and the experience that we started seeing, you know, NGOs putting some temporary shelters or mobile shelters uh, uh, and these unrecognized towns. So the, the home front actually started doing the same. And uh, now there is a number of organizations, including Ajik Nisbet together with uh, Israel. Mm-hmm that are providing uh, these shelters. So far we had, um, we placed, uh, I think, around 40 so far, including today, um, where we um, actually decide where are the areas that are at, at the most risk. I want to ask you, you know, in Israel, the, the recognized towns and, and cities, people have to build their own shelters when they build an apartment or a house. Um, in the unrecognized Bedouin villages, they don't do this? They are not allowed to do this. Well, they're not allowed they to build not, either, but they build. Yeah, they are not allowed to do uh, either build regular, uh, you know, homes mm-hmm. uh, or houses or, or shelters. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's why we're providing the mobile shelters, not the, the permanent ones. 
the the mobile are less i would say uh, it's not as as good as the permanent shelters but at least that provides some sort of uh, uh, you know uh, 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 basic basic uh, i would say cover what, what kind so, of reaction did the did the people in some of the villages have well at at the beginning they were not you know they were not sure how to deal with this uh, but uh, uh, the fact that uh, several families were hit and mm-hmm. the, the rockets continued following, you know, fall, falling on the people, they decided that they need the shelter. And they started actually advocating. They started using even, you know, media and, mm-hmm. and other voices mm-hmm. to say that we need shelters. So they were accepted very well. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the challenge is, and that's probably, that's why you asked the question. The challenge is that when you have a need of about 11,000 shelters, Wow. And all of the NGOs and all of the organizations are providing several hundred shelters. That's that's the major challenge. Where would you start? Where would you, where would you begin at the beginning? You know. So mm-hmm. we sort of started thinking what what are what are the areas that are at the most risk. And so we started placing the the, the mobile shelters there. It's still still we are at the beginning of the process. Our hope is that you know together with with other organizations, together with the Home Front and other maybe government uh, offices, uh, we will be ready, you know, uh, we'll be covering most of these areas, hopefully in the coming few months.